Praise God, praise God. Are you ready for this? We're getting ready to do the finale to what has been just an amazing series. And I want to thank you for making it this far. Um, obviously, if this is the first you know, opportunity that you're getting hold of, uh, this message series, then I want to challenge you. Go back to the beginning. You're going to get something good tonight. So don't, don't just check out. But we're at the conclusion of one of the most amazing nuggets of truth. I believe with all my heart that it's God's will for you to get out of debt and stay out of debt. We're going to say a word of prayer and then dive into this last uh, episode, as it were. And uh, I believe you'll be blessed tonight. Got something really good in store for you tonight. All right, go ahead and bow your head and let's get into agreement. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to receive a word from you. We pray that you'll enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Help us to see your words of truth. Help us to make decisions that will improve our lives. Protect us from things that would take us away from the will of God for us. We ask for the help of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you would, one last time, open with me in your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 13. And I want to look at verse number eight. And as we get ready to close this series, we'll end where we began. Um, I believe that this is just as relevant and meaningful and literal as it was on the day in which Paul wrote it. And I believe that it's not just the words of Paul, but this is indeed the word of God. He says in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, to owe no one anything but to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. In other words, the guy that loves one another has done everything that's been required. Well, I believe with all my heart that this is a relevant word for the day and age in which we live in. I started this entire series by saying that there will be a time that comes in the future where you will be glad that you got a hold of this today because it won't always be uh, uh, where the markets are great. I believe that there will be a crisis that comes in the future uh, in, in years to come. Hopefully it's not anytime soon. But being exempt from, from this world system, being in a position where you own everything that you possess is going to put you ahead of a calamity or crisis that could occur in your life. So we're going to just conclude this series. This is part 12 of Get Out and Stay Out. There were three foundational questions that really established this, this teaching. And the first of those three was, is it a sin to borrow? A better way to ask that, especially if you're not a Christian, is to you, is borrowing always bad? And based on how you answer that question will determine if you ever get out or stay out of debt. Because if you don't believe that it's always bad to borrow, it's likely that an opportunity will come where you see that it could be beneficial for you to borrow. There is no such thing as good debt and bad debt. In my opinion, 
um, borrowing is always bad. And the reason why it's bad, we looked at it in the second part of this series, is it a sin to borrow? Um, one, because God said, don't do it. I mean, you know, not only did he say here in Romans 13, 8, owe no man anything, but twice in the book of Deuteronomy, he said, thou shalt not borrow. Uh, I believe it was relevant for the people of God in that day. It's not God's will for them. And I believe it's relevant in the day in which we live. But that's a question that I can't answer for you. That's something that you want to answer for yourself. So I'm asking you tonight to go on record to you is borrowing always bad or is it a sin to you? I can answer that question for me. I have concluded that for me to borrow is sin. Now, here's the thing. If we say that we have no sin, we lie and the truth is not in us. Don't be reserved to saying, well, it's, I'm not going to say it's a sin because I don't think of it like that because, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I know. And I don't just see it as that. Well, no, go to the word of God and allow the word to frame what you believe. But in reality, if we say, if I say, if you say that we have no sin, we're lying. So in other words, you know, diminish it. Don't let it be a big deal. All right. Call it what it is. It's wrong. Even though you're doing it, it's still wrong. Right. Uh, a man wants to be right in his own eyes. But, you know, allow the word of God to establish truth. OK, so do that. Answer that tonight. In, in, in concluding this series, conclude in your heart where you stand on the subject. It will help you as you go from here to getting out of debt and, and staying out of debt. Number two, if it were a sin, not to say that it was, if it were a sin, uh, what would that change about your life? You know, the, the question, what would you do differently if borrowing was always bad? Well, I know for me, if I knew that borrowing was always bad, then I, if I borrowed, I'd stop borrowing. And then I'd never borrow again. Or if I had debt, if I knew the debt was always bad, I'd get out of it. Right. And then I'd stay out of it. I happened to listen to Dave Ramsey today. And, you know, he, he doesn't believe he says borrowing is stupid. I like that. <laughs> and there are many other financial experts. I've mentioned Susie Orman. And, and there may be varied uh, positions about uh, debt and borrowing across industry. But I believe with all my heart that if I knew that it were always bad, I'd get away from it. I'd get it out and I'd stay out of it. And, and so I want you to conclude tonight. I know for me, I have concluded that we're going to pay off the debts that we had. Uh, we just put another chunk down. There are only four entities, really two, but there are only four accounts that we have in a borrowing position as a family, my wife and I. And um, we are near to paying one of those off completely and entirely. I mean, I think we just are about $1,500 and then we'll be down to three and then we'll be down to two and then praise God soon and very soon, we'll be able to announce we are debt free. And I, I, I told my wife, I want to be able to do a debt free shout. All right. Um, so in any sense, I want you and I want to challenge you tonight as we as we conclude this series, I want you to conclude on this question. What would you do differently if you knew that it was always bad? You know, what does it mean to you now that you view debt differently? Now that you've gone through all of these big steps to getting out and staying out, you know, what does that mean for you now? 
I know for me, it means we're going to pay off all these debts and we will not make new debts. For me, it means I'm getting out and I'm staying out. But I want you to go on record. I want you to answer that question. All right. And then the third question, which should be easy, is debt to you a friend or an enemy? You know, friend is there when you need them. An enemy, you hate to see him come. You don't have nothing to do with him. For me, I've concluded, and I mean this, it's an enemy. I mean an absolute enemy. I don't want to have anything. You know, if I go into a, a furniture store and we're looking at it, looking for a piece of furniture, and they said, well, you know, you, we can do this uh, with, you know, we can open up a credit account. You know, how's your credit? And so forth and so on. I tell them, you know, especially, you know, looking for a vehicle. I'll, I'll tell them, you know, we're not looking to borrow to get a car. And if they keep bringing it back up, you know, it almost becomes offensive to me because it's an enemy. It's, it's seductive. The bomber said, don't even hang around her house, right? Run from it. So in concluding this tonight, I just want, I want you to answer that question. I want you to go on record, write it down if you need to. Is debt to you a friend or an enemy? Well, I have concluded that debt is my enemy. Now, one more thing before I get into uh, what I believe the Lord's given me for tonight is I want to ask you to do one more thing. I want to ask you to please commit the seven big steps to getting out of debt and staying out of debt to memory. Okay, you can memorize things. Okay, and this is one thing that I want you to remember, because in order for you to do it, you got to do it. And it's easy to let things slip. So I want you to commit to memory number one, the way to get out of debt and stay out of debt is to seek God first. And then number two, die to debt. If you're gonna get out and stay out, you gotta die to it. Number three, run for your life. I'm smiling because if, you, if you've listened to that part of this series, it's just a fun, it's a fun, message that comes from a passage of scripture and it's so true about getting out of debt you got to run from it run for your life get away from it and then number four that was number three number four the way to get out of debt and stay out of debt is little by little i want you to commit these to memory number five is you've got to be diligent and faithful boy that was a good one and then number six, if you want to get out of debt and stay out of debt, you've got to sell and give. A garage sale is really one of your friends, okay? I don't know when because of the, 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 the shutdown that happened all across the country. You know, I missed the last garage sale. Well, they didn't have it. It was canceled. And uh, so, man, I'm looking forward to the next garage sale because I'm going to get out of debt and stay out of debt. There's some things that I could sell to pay off those debts that yet remain. So sell and give. And that's a biblical instruction from Jesus himself. Sell what you have. Give. And, and you'll have treasure. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> so that was number six. Sell and give. And then big step number seven 
is to believe for supernatural debt cancellation. We're doing what we can against the four debts, but we're believing for something big to show up supernaturally that will totally eradicate and erase every debt to our name. And we're excited about that. Now, I, I gave you those in short order and I want you to write them upon your heart. Um, commit it to memory. Maybe do some memory cards, um, some, some uh, index cards, and, and just train yourself so that you can go through these. You know, seek God, die to debt. Um, number three, run for your life. Number four, little by little. Number five, de uh, be diligent and faithful. Number six, sell and give. Number seven, believe for debt, supernatural debt cancellation. And just do it and train yourself, train yourself, commit it to memory, okay? Please do that. Because again, for, for, for many of us, it may take months and months or years and years before we get totally out and we stay totally out. But when we make this a part of our, our, our thinking and, and a part of our character, it just comes right up. And we got scriptures and ammunition from the Bible, from the word of God to deal with the temptations that may lurk. The enemy is very patient. He'll wait till you get a few months away or a few years away and try to bring something that's very enticing. But remember, I'm dead to it. I'm not moved to it, right? Okay. Now, in conclusion, I want to challenge you to do one more thing. This is the big challenge of, uh, to, in, in conclusion. The one thing I want to do tonight is I want to challenge you to make a covenant to get out and to stay out. Uh, in the church that I pastor, we do a we did a covenant keeping series and we do covenant keeping vows like a vow like a a, a ceremony uh you know some i remember growing up that you know a little girl or a little boy could could have a purity ceremony where they've they're making a decision to keep themselves until they're married and we see marriage ceremonies well you know, we will have a get out of debt and stay out of debt vow ceremony. And uh, there'll be a certificate. There'll be some other memorabilia that go on to remind you that you've made a covenant. But in concluding this series, I want to challenge you to make a covenant before God to get out and stay out. Now, this is very serious because the Bible talks about vows and covenants. And covenants aren't intended to be broken. Contracts in the world that we have today are here today and gone tomorrow. You can find a way, get a good lawyer, you can get out of it. But a blood covenant back in the day meant to death do us part. And even in a marriage relationship, that's what it was intended. We're, I'm going to love you for the rest of my life until death do us part. That's a covenant. Well, I want to bring that into the order of debt freedom. And I believe I've got scriptures that allow me to do so and will allow you to do so should you decide to take this step seriously. Not the step, but, but to take this study seriously. I want to challenge you. If you're serious about getting out, let's make a covenant. Now it won't be a blood covenant. I'm not going to prick my hand and you prick yours and we shake over this matter. But you can make a covenant vow in your heart before God. If you're in the Houston area and you want me to, to conduct a, a covenant vow ceremony for debt freedom, then you can be a part of that service. Be glad to have you to do that. 
but I want to lead you through it tonight from the Word of God. So you might ask the question, you know, can you do that? Can you make a covenant vow to, for debt freedom? Is that scriptural? Very important question to ask, and I'm glad that you did. In the book of Numbers 30, verse 2 through 3, the Bible says, If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Or if a woman makes a vow to the Lord and binds herself by some agreement while in her father's house in her youth. Notice in this passage in Numbers 30 that both for a man and a woman that you could make a vow. Doesn't say what kind, but it, it, and obviously you can look up what the definition of a vow is. It's a verbal agreement, you know, and he says, if you make a vow to the Lord, so it's not just making a vow. Oh, man, I pay you back, bro. <laughs> That's cool, right? You, you vowed to pay him back. It was a verbal agreement to do something right. And, you know, and, and, and but now he, he amps it up. He says, if a man, human being makes a vow, something spoken in terms of something they're going to do. To the Lord. Oh, glory to God. And then he says, or swears by an oath. See, either one a vow or swearing by an oath, making an oath to bind himself. If a man makes a vow to bind himself, that means to handcuff himself too. And then he said, by some agreement. That means it is really, this verse leaves it as open. Not only can you make a vow to your wife, right? Or make a vow of purity. You can make a vow concerning debt freedom. You can make a vow to get out of debt and stay out of debt. Now be careful. Don't just do this and you haven't listened to all, you know, all the other 11 parts of this series. Be real serious about it. If you've gotten to that place where you've observed and received and you are ready, then the Bible says that you can make a certain agreement to the Lord to get out of debt and to stay out of debt. And that is binding as long as you're alive. Again, there's no pressure to do it, but I want to challenge you to, if you're willing. So the answer to the question, can you do it or is it scriptural? The answer is yes. Uh, and, and please note that a vow is spoken. It's not just something that you decide to do in your heart. Now, believe that it should come from your heart. It should be something that you should purpose to do in your heart. But it goes beyond just inwardly when you speak it. Glory to God. It becomes a vow before the Lord. Notice in Daniel chapter one, verse eight, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, again, can, can you do this where debt is concerned? Yeah. I mean, Daniel just simply purposed in his heart not to eat, you know, a certain kind of food or to drink a certain kind of drink. 
I mean, you could purpose in your heart. You can make a vow to not drink coffee or, you know, sweet tea or whatever. Right. And it's different between purposing in your heart to do something and actually making a vow to do it. But but it, it should come forth from the heart in the form of a vow. Woo, glory. Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. And after hearing what you have heard, seeing what you have seen from the word of God, to put yourself in a position of a borrower. When Jesus said a man can't serve two masters. Could be on the order of defiling yourself. You and I can do the same. We can purpose in our heart to not borrow and to pay off what we have and not go back. Paul made a vow in the New Testament, just so if you know, it's, well, you know, those are Old Testament statements. Well, in the New Testament, Paul the Apostle made a vow. Again, a vow is something that's an agreement that's spoken, you know, it's committing yourself by an oath to something. And Acts 18, 18 says that so Paul still remained for a good while, good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at Crinchia. Why? Because he had taken a vow. He got serious with it. Now, especially you ladies that are, that are on right now, I'm not asking you to shave your hair. I can remember uh, I'm a, I feel like I'm still an athlete, <laughs> but in high school, uh, I was an athlete. I, I, I was a, uh, a swimmer, uh, got medals and stuff, went to college, and I even did a partial scholarship uh, one semester, uh, you know, one year in, uh, in college. But, um, you know, there'll be times, man, when we're getting ready for the state city championship, I also was a tennis player. We went to states one time, won city championship, and then we went to states. Man, we got our butts kicked. Can you say butt? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say butt. But, man, we, we, we had it handed to us, okay? You kids from Detroit. I mean, I mean, the kids we were playing grew up playing tennis. You know, we learned when we went to, you know, ninth grade. Anyway, um, We would shave our head, man, just as a sign of devotion and commitment, right? And and Paul, you know, he and when he got to Crenshaw, he made a vow, and to do something physically, he cut his hair off, to to show I've made a pledge, I've made a vow. I, I am asking you to take this seriously. Um, like I said, there will be a certificate, I, and, and even if you're out of state. And you make this vow before the Lord. I may not be able to physically be there. I'm going to give you the words of the vow, uh, at least one that you can use as a sample. Um, and we'd like to send you a certificate if you make this vow before God. And, and again, like I said, we've got some some other tokens of remembrance. You know, we're getting um, some some logos, some Covenant Keeper logos, uh, Covenant Keeper paraphernalia uh, created. So that, you know, you drink a coffee mug and it's got covenant keeper on there. It can remind you I've made a covenant before God and I'm going to keep it to get out and to stay out of debt. I'm really excited about this. I hope you can see. All right. A couple more verses and then we'll be done. So Paul himself made a vow. We see Daniel purposed in his heart. And the book of Numbers said that if any man does this, 
than it would be. Well, Job, this is very interesting because uh, Job in Job 31 and 1, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? Now, this is very interesting. When you want to ask the question, can you make a covenant vow to get out of debt and stay out of that? Is that scriptural? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He made a covenant with his eyes. It didn't even say he made a covenant with the Lord. He made a covenant with his eyes. You know, you, I, now that was Job in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Now, I hope he didn't mean it literally, but because he spoke it, it also does apply literally. Um, but it also figuratively, you know, if, 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 if something in your body is causing you to sin, you need to be very severe in dealing with it. OK, it doesn't mean you need to cut your hand off. If your hand offends you, cut it off. He's saying take some drastic measures and deal with that. Don't let, you know, something in this physical life keep you from, you know, eternal life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. It causes you to stumble. Deal with it seriously. And if debt has really put you in a bad way, here you are at this age. And you know, when you look at the, the, the way the world deems net worth, man, yeah, hardly, you know, I, I've been doing some studies and I saw this on CNN because of everything that's going on in the world today. They put a study out there about the inequalities and the, the, the disparity between people of different color. And one group, their net worth is like $171,000 net worth, right? And because of that, and not so often because of inheritances and home ownership. Well, in, in, a, in another group of a different amount of melanin in their skin, um, their net worth was only let me get this right, $17,400 net worth. The average net worth of a group of people that have the same amount of melanin in their skin, um, just like almost 10 times less. Um, you know, if, if this thing has been an enemy to you, I mean, make a vow, make a vow before God. He said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why, why then would I look at this credit card application? Why then would I look at this, uh, you know, uh, why then you, you sit there and they're trying to sell you on a timeshare condo? Uh, it's a great idea to be able to vacation with family, all that. The ideal of it is wonderful, but I'm not going to borrow to do it. Why then would I, I've, I've made a covenant, you know? payments well we don't need to talk about payments because i made a covenant why then would i even look at that you know the the the, the furniture salesman the big screen tv same as cash but it's a inch no 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 we're not even considering that why i made a covenant and not just with my eyes not just with my bank account not just with my spouse i made a covenant with the lord to get out and to stay out this is deep, but this is good. I conclude with Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 4. When you make a, I'm reading the Bible. When you make a vow to God, don't delay, do not delay to pay it. 
for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. In other words, do what you said that you were going to do. So my challenge simply today in concluding this series is to challenge you to answer these three questions is to ask you to memorize these seven big steps and then to challenge you to make a covenant vow. A sample when we have our covenant keeping ceremony and we, for those that want to make a covenant vow or make a vow to be a covenant keeper, this is the covenant keeper vow for debt freedom. You would say, you don't have to say it now, but you would say, on this day, I make this vow to keep myself according to the word of God concerning debt freedom. To get out of debt and to stay out of debt. And if I fall, I shall recover quickly because of your loving kindness and your tender mercies. In Jesus' name. Isn't that beautiful? I think it is. I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to leading scores, hundreds, and even thousands of you in this vow ceremony. And I also look forward to rejoicing with scores, hundreds, and thousands of you when you get out of debt and when you stay out of debt. Be sure to let me know. Know that God loves you. I love you. And before we go, if you're here in this moment and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, let me pray with you and let me pray for you. Bow your head. Pray this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God, that He died for me, bearing my sin for me. They put Him in a grave, but I believe He is alive. Come into my heart. Save me from my sin. Lord, I repent for all my sins. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Forgive me, for I have sinned. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that way, please text me. Let me know. Um, you can text just the word Jesus to 713-903-8533. And we welcome you into our faith family. Well, we got a great word coming up on this Sunday. Check us out online, YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for being with me and, and have a great night.